Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Of course, we give our thanks to God the Father who sent us his precious Son in the flesh 2,000 years ago today. But as I mentioned yesterday in the homily of the fourth Sunday of, of Advent, we've got somebody else to thank. We've got St. Luke to thank. Luke gave us what you and I know as the child in the crib, the shepherds and all that stuff. Luke gave it to us through the scriptures. What Luke has in common with Matthew, John, and Mark is that their intention was to send us some news, good news. That word we know as gospel. So the four evangelists each took their own perspective in trying to get the word across that the good news, as referred to tonight, in, excuse, excuse me, today in the scriptures, hark, your, your king is near, letter to Hebrews, he's given us the fulfillment of the days, and he, he's in majesty, and of course, the great story that comes to us from the Gospel of Luke the story that we know and that we are very familiar with. And we like, we, we like that story. We like the little child in the manger. We, we like the little statue of Joseph, Mary, and the big presepios that various cultures put on because we want to identify with the word made flesh. But tell you the truth, any one of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, didn't start with Bambino Gesù. They didn't start with little baby Jesus. You, you and I, if we wrote a story about somebody famous, we'd probably start about his, his place of birth, his natural habitat, and all that. The Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all started, even those Gospels that we don't refer to because we don't use, because they're, they're uh, what we call apocrypha. They weren't part of the authentic canon by the fourth century in the church. All the Gospels started with the crucifixion. That's the only thing that matters. Oh, please, on Christmas Day, you're saying crucifixion? Yeah, because as the scriptures tell us, and, and the scriptures of, of today, especially the, the Hebrew scriptures, the letter to the Hebrews, makes it very clear that our greatest gift was the incarnation of, of the Son of God, who died in order for us to have salvation. Yeah, he had to be born in order to die, but that wasn't the focus of the scriptures, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in the, in the beginning, when they first put their, their pens to, to, to paper. It was the fact that 
God gave us a son and we crucified him. But because it was God who gave us his son, he brought him back to glory in the resurrection. That key, that resurrection, is the reason we're here today with the tree, with the flowers, with the poinsettias, with the bambino Gesù. That's the reason you're, you celebrated, whether last night or this morning, open gifts for each other and wish each other happy Christmas because of the resurrection. But let's go back. Let's go back to all the beautiful stories of, of the Gospels. And the theology of our whole faith is in these four Gospels, just the beginning of them. John, very well referenced to today in the Old, Old Testament scriptures. The word, now just think of the concept, the word, word, was made flesh. We, we can't even imagine that. A word becoming flesh and, and blood. And that is the word of God. John starts here, in the beginning was the word. All of creation was there. And God you know, he's God, I'm not, so I don't know what it was like. But all of creation was there. Scars, stars, sky, earth, water, all that stuff. And he decides to become part of creation. Elevating us, all the subsequent followers of Jesus. All the subsequent followers of Adam and Eve. He elevates us by coming in the flesh and tells you and me, our flesh is sacred. We are important in the eyes of God. You see how important you are? My son becomes one of you, walks the streets with you, lives with you, quote, in according to John's gospel, sets up his tent. He lives with us. The word was made flesh, John. Matthew, Matthew puts his ink down and he starts his scrolls, and he says, you know, you really can't talk about Jesus unless you know his origins. So Matthew is the, he's the Ancestry.com of, of the day. And that's what he did. He didn't start with the, the birth of Jesus. No, he starts with his ancestors and all the generations of ancestors. Pretty accurate, not 100%. Don't forget, he didn't have the internet, but pretty accurate. All the ancestors of Jesus. And open up Matthew's Gospel. It's page after page and paragraph after paragraph of all the ancestors. And some of them weren't so nice people. Some of them were a little shady. Some of them had bad reputations. But that's the family tree. And your family and my family also have that, that kind of a tree. We have some great people, we have some people that we don't talk about, we have some people we're embarrassed by, but they're all part of who we are and how we are made up today. And that was Jesus. He didn't pop out of the sky in a cloud and say, okay, here I am, purity personified, nothing ever touched me. His mother could have been accused of being a prostitute or a whore. Excuse me. That's his mother. But he put it on the line. His father, his stepfather, what we call his foster father, Joseph, could have put Mary out and said, sorry, dear, ain't my kid. I don't want to know you. 
But God's intervention, the same intervention that you and I have from God, don't, don't get so caught up that it's all God and the angels only appears to people in the Bible. He appears to us in word, in deed, in one another, in love, in charity, as we live out what we believe is the gospel of Jesus. So the genealogy comes to us from Matthew. Mark has no time. Doesn't worry about all that stuff. Mark's gospel says, this is the gospel. He came out and he started preaching. And he starts preaching. The kingdom of God is among you. That's how Mark's gospel begins. Right in the beginning. He, and that's why Mark is associated sometimes with the, the lion, the symbol of some, uh, Saint Ven, in, in Venice, St. Mark, Mark's uh, Cathedral. Because the Mark is the fast action guy. He's the lion of scripture. He's the one who moves, just like a cat moves, like this and this and this. And you follow, Mark, you could read Mark's gospel in one afternoon and your head is spinning because you're familiar already with all the stories of Mark, the miracles, the love, the, the charity, what he did, what Jesus did and who, what he said and who he touched. And then it's over. Of course, resurrection, he's over. That's the good news. That's the good news. And now we have our good news today, just today, but it's only one segment because it, it, the whole picture is the good news. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the whole picture is the gospel. It's not just one story. Don't ever use a piece of scripture to prove your point because on the next page, there's another point that disproves that piece of scripture. Why? Because scripture isn't a, a, isn't a history book. Scripture is a family memoir of gospel, of good news, beginning in heaven and ending wherever we are right now. Continues. So then we have Luke. Any image that you have of Christmas in your heads, or our heads, any postcard, any song, any imagination about Christmas, I would say at least 75% of that imagery comes from Luke. Elizabeth, the visitation, the angel going to Mary, Joseph being met in a dream by an angel, Herod's story with the kids being slaughtered. All that's Luke, the Magi, Luke. The angels, Luke. The shepherds, Luke. So I want to say thank you to St. Luke, who gave us one vision, only one, of the Gospels, because all of the Gospels are one. One insightful sharing of God with us. And look at Luke. He was so, he's also sometimes called the Gospel of Prayer, the Gospel of Women. All the women's stories that you know, Luke. Jesus praying, teaching prayer, Luke. I know you want to go home and read Luke tonight. So, so before you, 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 you unpack all your presents and put them away, and before you have supper, open up the Gospel of Luke. If you have, or tonight, or this week. And even then, Luke wants to get into who God was and how much he cares for us. So he doesn't say, okay, Jesus was born in the palaces of the Caesar. And, and Rome was the center of the world. Rome conquered everything at that point. That was known world. And, it was, and Jesus was born during the period that even, is even called the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome. 
because the Caesars were so powerful and they unified their, their kingdom, that would have been the great place for you and me to choose for Jesus to be born. I think you, you and I agree. Why in a little hotel in, outside of nowhere, put him in a major hotel in one of the capitals of the world? Hey, this is the Son of God. Nah, that's not what God decides. And Luke gives us that information. Now, years ago, I always, I mean, as a child, and I still do as an adult, I always played at my grandmother's and our Christmas tree with all the little figures, you know, a lot of little figures, kings, cows, camels, and all that stuff. I always longed to meet a shepherd. Anybody here ever meet a shepherd? A real shepherd? No. Oh, yeah, one? Okay. He, oh, in, the, in Italian. See, see, see. Okay. And what do you call the shepherds who come down from the hills with the bagpipes? Zabiglione? Or is that a food? Say it again. Okay. You got it. Okay. You, you got it. Okay. Okay. So we go to Piazza Navona years later. I'm already a Dane. I'm a priest. We're going to Rome. Piazza Navona is the center of Rome where they have great stalls for Christmas. But every booth is not only food, it's Christmas presepios, things you can buy to go home and decorate your own Christmas decorations and your presentation for Christmas. And in the middle of the Piazza Navona is a big stall with, and again, I'm a city boy, lambs. And I, oh, I'm going to go over there, pet the lambs, pet the sheep, until I got like maybe four feet from them. Puzza? Oh, maronna me, they stunk to high heaven. And they were dirty. They weren't like, there's no lambs here, but they weren't like nice little white lambs. Goo, goo, yeah, pet. No, 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 no. Wait. Then the shepherds start doing their bagpipes. I thought, this, I thought the sheep stunk. They made the sheep smell like Dior. It was unbelievable. Dirty. And I say, now this is interesting. So I do some research on... These couldn't have been the kind of shepherds in Jerusalem at the time of the birth of Jesus. No, the shepherds in Bethlehem at the time of Jesus were regarded as scoundrel. They were dishonest. They were shady. They lived in the fields. They ate food that was wild. They slaughtered and sold their, their sheep. And in Jewish law, a shepherd couldn't be used as a witness. If he saw a crime and said, oh yeah, this one did the crime. Oh, you're a shepherd? Oh, forget it. So no voice. Dirty. Down. Margins of society. No integrity. No voice. No role. The first to whom the angels bring the word made flesh. The scoundrels. See what God does? And Luke is so good at this. He reminds us, get off your high horses. God went to the lowest of the low and raised that dignity up to the point where we sing about shepherds, we talk about shepherds, we imagine what shepherds. But the reality is they were poor. They were regarded as gangsters. And God saw who they were, images of his own son. He loved them as much as he loved his son. The first to whom the message of the birth of his son 
is sent by the angels. I don't want to hear, I don't go to church because if I go to church, you know, God will forgive me and all that. God wants sinners in church. That's what it's for. It's not for the saved. They're gone. They're already saved. God wants the church for us, the sinners, who are not perfect, who are, are disappointed with our Christmas gifts, who, who burn cookies, who, who get on each other's nerves, who, who don't know how to decorate. God wants those people in church because God needs us. We are the people to whom he sent his son. And those of us who are saved, good, God bless you, you're saved. But for the rest of us, we have role models that came to us from Luke. Wait, one more role model, the Magi. Now we celebrate it like the Orthodox Church on the 6th, you know, and there was the, we call it the, um, the manifestation of God to the world when the, when the Magi come. Why? Because we've interpreted them that they came from a foreign country, they brought foreign gifts, and they went to Jesus. Now, so, okay, so now let's look at the reality of it. <laughs> you know how you go to the boardwalk in New York or down, downtown or the shore or whatever, and you see the fortune tellers and all that, and, you know, we were taught as Catholics, oh, don't go near the fortune tellers, don't do Ouija boards, don't do it. They were the fortune tellers of the day. They were the astrologers. They were the hand readers. They were, they were little shady people. They watched the stars and they read the stars. Nobody regarded them as, oh, very educated, elite, coming on, and, you know, in the Presepios, we have them on camels, we have them with nice king hats and beautiful gifts. No, that's not the case. The gifts they brought, why three, I don't know, because you knew if they were women astrologers, they would have brought a casserole and not a bag of gold, right? They would have cleaned up the barn and not brought myrrh, because they knew who they were. They weren't women, they were astrologers. And they figured coming in contact with this newborn star will give us a good place in history. But go under. See who's appealing to them. Hear what message Luke sends them. That even in a dream, they're going to go find the child and skirt back and avoid Herod who would harm the child. God speaks to those on the outcast list. God speaks to those that we ignore. God speaks to the immigrant, the migrant, the poor, in our neighborhoods or our cities. God speaks to us when we are humble, like Mary, to say, your will be done. God speaks to us today in his word. Jesus, Savior, Salvatore, Savior of the world, our brother. See what a family we are part of? Thank you, Luke reminding us of our dignity on this precious day. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. 
University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. It's not too late to make someone's holiday season a special one. Start now as an Amazon delivery station warehouse associate to earn some extra money for the holidays. You'd help bring joy to thousands near you by preparing packages and loading them up for their final delivery. With night and early morning shifts available through the new year, you'd also have the flexibility to spend time with your loved ones. To start as a delivery station associate, go to amazon.com slash holiday work. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer.